Hello and welcome back to Socially Distance episode 101. Hopefully you have heard our 100th episode, which was a really well-produced, pretty great episode uh, that was dedicated to the 2011 film Moneyball, which uh, we love so much. Uh, No reason... There's no actual connection as to why we did it for our 100th episode Spectacular, but uh, who cares? It was a lot of fun. Anyway, 101, we are starting fresh with a new Disney Plus series, and that is Moon Knight. And we've been pretty excited about this one. Uh, This one will only be six episodes, so we're getting another smaller, you know, limited series from Disney Plus. So the next six episodes of the podcast will be dedicated to this series. I am joined as always, with my reluctant, stressed out, but amazing editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com and my co-host and best friend, Mr. Bill Bodkin. Bill, what's going on? I'm never reluctant to be on this podcast or do anything with Pop Break. There's a lot of other things I'm very reluctant about, like yes. dieting, uh, being calm. But no, I am very, very excited to introduce you all to this new series we like to call Moon Nighting. I think Love our it. best, I mean, what was it? Something in uh, socially in the winter distance yep. still is up as the worst one we've ever done. Nope. I still think it's a dark horse candidate as the best one we've ever come up with. It's such shit. Uh, but yes, we celebrate episode 100. Thank you for being with us for 100 episodes. Last one took like Crazy. forever to produce uh, due to sickness rescheduling. We forgot Al had a concert shoot uh, and wrangling nine to ten people to do a podcast and asking lucas on two hours of sleep bribing him with whiskey and meats in order to him to actually put sound effects and add a whole bunch of stuff in there so please please listen to it it's it's a it it goes by a lot faster than that runtime suggests but uh let's get down to the moon night of it all oh yeah we have an all-star panel all-star oh, panel it's, it's like al and i are such crap that's what we brought these two people in uh right. first let's introduce the, the resident guest who will be joining us every single week you have seen him on such uh podcasts as hawkeye and he's gonna tell you about other stuff he writes about because i don't know what he can and can't say he writes for uh the lovely the bearded mr tyler mccarthy welcome back sir Hello. Congratulations on 100 episodes, by the way. Thank you. Uh, That's terrific news. Uh, Yes, I'm Tyler McCarthy of uh, the Hawkeye series and the fantastic Peacemaker episode. Um, I also uh, currently write for, I'm finally allowed to talk about it, USA Insider. It is a new USA Network uh, editorial site, so go there to get all of your WWE, all of your uh, Temptation Island coverage, and a lot of other cool stuff coming very soon i hope there's a lot of westminster kennel club coverage as well uh if there is i'm gonna have to learn about it very soon <laughs> and rejoining us you first heard her on the cowboy bebop series you uh, she was our resident guest for our first uh review series this year which of course was the book of boba fett uh she is now a staple in our nfc east group therapy session and she will be our resident guest for our obi-wan kenobi series coming uh at the end of may into early june of course she is the general manager of mission pro wrestling she's got a really early flight tomorrow uh the amandalorian herself amanda rivas welcome back to the podcast Thank you guys for having me. I mean, it's always a blast. I like I was having withdrawals because I missed our our book of Boba Fett. You know, our, our book of Boba, our Boba Fett club. I mean, it was I was like my friends. Um, well, it's just it's a, awesome. We do have a football group chat with Ben where we just yes. yell, just like, "Why did this happen?" And we just all yell, yeah. just vent yes, Lloyd. and memes. We just meme each other and yell, and it's a very therapeutic. So it's a very safe space and I, I needed it. And I think I'm going to need it for this season because <laughs> it's going completely differently than I imagined. But um, but yeah, it's an honor to be here. I'm super excited. Congrats, congrats on 100 episodes. I'm definitely going to go listen to. And I'm excited to chat about Moon Knight with you guys because I loved this episode. So I'm here for it. <laughs> well, let's let's get right to it. Bill, Bill uh, spent all day slaving behind a computer coming up with the best uh best sections or 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 segments 
for this uh, for this series. Uh, it's definitely the best ones we've come up with yet because he actually put thought into it and we didn't think about it on the spot. Um, but it's going to go with our first segment. Here's how we stay awake, which is the Wikipedia entry. And as Bill is seeing what I'm doing right now is I forgot to pull up said Wikipedia entry and I'm now pulling it up on my computer. Did you call it? I love that header. I love that already. This I can't wait to hear the rest. It's, so, that was great. Oh, there's one. I, it's just complete. They're all great. Um, uh, I think you also called that, it Wikipedia. I'm going to call it uh, huh. uh, Wikipedia. Sorry, I did not mean it. All right, here we go. Museum worker Stephen Grant. First of all, the episode is called The Goldfish Problem, episode one, directed by uh, Mohammed Diab. I Hopefully that's how you say it. And written by Jeremy Slater. Episode one, museum worker Stephen Grant occasionally suffers from blackouts and memories of another life. After going to sleep one night, he wakes up in another country and witnesses a cult meeting led by Arthur Harrow, who demands a scarab Grant unknowingly had in his possession. He escapes and is nearly killed, but is unknowingly saved by a mysterious voice in his head. After waking up in his home and noticing several oddities, Grant realizes that two days have passed since he went to sleep. Upon returning home from a misscheduled date, Grant finds a hidden phone and key card in his apartment. He gets a call from a mysterious woman called Layla, who calls him Mark. The next day at work, Grant is confronted by Harrow, who reveals that he is a servant of the goddess Amit. Later that night, Harrow summons an Anubis-associated jackal monster that, grants, that, that attacks Grant at the museum. Just as Grant is cornered in the restroom, Grant's reflection in the mirror tells Grant to let him take control. Grant agrees, and he transforms into a cloaked warrior who then kills the jackal monster. Guys, that is a that is a, that is an interesting interpretation of that episode. Please, that please is, read the name of the monster again. An Anubis-inspired jackal. Was that it? Yeah, I don't want to say it again. I was saying werewolf, so. Yeah, werewolf would have been better, but it kind of did look like a jackal, weird kind of creature. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's how we stay awake at night. That is our the Wikipedia entry. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, find folks at the, the world who put that together. Uh, but yeah, let's move on into our next segment. Holy shit, it's Moon Knight. Guys, what was your favorite parts of this episode? Yep, that is one of the segments. Is holy shit, it's Moon Knight. Um, just right that, think, that's talent. That amazing. That. That's yeah, amazing. it was great. He put a lot of effort in that one. I just was like at the last one. I'm like, well, what could be for the good one? I'm like, oh, the ending basically is holy shit, it's Moon Knight. And you're like, all right, I guess that's gonna be it for now. Let's let's just talk about the episode in general and things that we liked about it. Um, I will start with Tyler. Sure. I mean, there's obviously so much to say about this. Um, it's so much happened. It was the most unique, I guess, origin story. But I think the thing that stood out to me, the thing I liked about it the best was every story sort of needs, my go-to example is like every story needs a Luke Skywalker, someone to sit there and be like, what the hell is happening? What is an empire? Other character, please explain it to me. Uh, it's so interesting that we catch up with this story seemingly in the middle of it happening like our our protagonist steven is learning that he's a part of this much larger mystery that's yet to be determined yet to be or yet to unfold rather um but like he's also at the heart of it it's i've never really seen that before um someone with a better understanding of movies might be like throwing their phone against the wall angry at me for being like oh they, they did that in this but I've never seen it before. I liked um, just the narrative structure that we're playing with right now. Uh, it also, it had two of the most deeply unsettling things to me, which is one, um, sleepwalking. I would hate to, I, I feel for everyone who suffers with sleepwalking disorders, seeing the precautions that he had to take in order to just live his life um, is harrowing. And two, the idea of moving in a mirror and your reflection does not obey. I don't like that one bit, uh, but overall, just an A plus origin story, um, or I guess introduction rather. It's we're in the middle of the origin story, but uh, an A plus introduction, and it's something I really hadn't seen before, and something that got dinged a little bit for for not having a lot of connective tissue to the larger world. But those people, those critics, get an F. I like the I like the uh, the standaloneness of it. 
Yeah. I was same here. I was, I was trying to like, cause actually, as, as you know, Tyler, I started a rewatch of daredevil um, as I've been kind of tweeting along and it's great, but I kind of like that he's already doing his daredeviling like, right. Like when, when it starts spoiler alerts for bill and that's it. That's who hasn't seen daredevil at this point. So it's just bill. There's a whole um, podcast about me. But like he's, he's already like, you get throughout the series, find out more of his origin and how he comes to be, but he's already like fighting crime and stuff. And it's just like him getting more into it. And I kind of like love that we, you know, we're meeting just a new, one of his different personalities and how they've been kind of living, but there's already Mark who has been probably living with this longer as Mark Spector, Moon Knight. So it's cool. It's just weird that they just kind of threw you in. And you don't feel like lost. You just feel like, um, you know, excited to learn more information. Um, I, I think if, if uh, what, what about dropping it in makes it better for this series is because it's such a psychological and like, mm-hmm. like tra- it's like shock at all times. It's just like, you don't know much like Steven, the first incarnation we meet of, of, of Oscar Isaac's character is we're just thrown into this world with him and we're experiencing all of them. And it makes the shock of these jump cuts to uh, from like silly British comedy to just violence and, and it makes it even more jarring and makes it more just uncomfortable, but yet also beguiling and you can't look away from it. And much like Steven, which is, it's so wild how they were able to mimic mirror the audience and protagonists, journey not like that you're saying it's the luke skywalker but even with luke skywalker's like yeah we're learning but we're not like frightened <laughs> like he like i've never felt as frightened or it makes because i've a lot of other stuff but it's like i've never felt as like oh god like jarred you're constantly jarred by everything that's happening much like you're the protagonist which is just it's it's a real risky move because this could easily have been the batman begins episode where like here's mark specter this is moon knight which would have been cool but they went in a completely different direction. I literally don't know anything <laughs> that happened here. It's just a lot of stuff, but I want more. Yeah. After Hawkeye, well, the decision to do a slow burn is a bold one, but I, I mean, I just really hope it pays off. They, it, I'd be, it'd be wild if it took a left turn and ended up being bad, but I'm loving the, I'm loving the risk they're taking. And uh, Bill, since you interjected, do you have a favorite part? Amanda, what do you think? What's your favorite stuff? I just I, I I felt the same way, Bill. With I really liked I really liked the way that just it it wasn't a traditional origin story. I feel like the way that we were dropped in, you were you were emotionally invested. I I was I was a little terrified just going through it because I'm like, wow, I can't imagine walking around somewhere and people are like, yeah, it's two days from now. You know, just like what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I can't imagine living my life that way. So I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, like how do how does this, this happens all the time? Even just the little comments about, oh, where you were here yesterday or, you know, and you, you have no awareness of that. That is terrifying. And it actually made me get really invested in Steven. And I actually really liked the take on, on this particular persona of Mark Spector, because I want to say, I think in the comics, isn't Steven Grant, the, the billionaire businessman persona or like the billionaire? I say, I don't know. I think. Yeah, I want to say based on the very cursory research I've done, you're absolutely correct. Right. I was like, that's what I thought. I was like, it was kind of the the wealthier persona. So I like that they didn't go down that road, and maybe they were trying to they purposely maybe avoided that. Who who would identify with? I guess another billionaire businessman, I suppose. (laughs) Um, But you just see this guy that he just kind of lives his life, and I, I really feel like because he's in an ordinary role and feels very lost. You identify with him. You go on the journey with him. Um, I really liked Ethan Hawke in this too. He hooked me immediately. That beginning was, oh my gosh, that was so intense. And I'm like, ooh, and not even to flinch walking around with glass in your shoes is like, that's hardcore. He was one of my probably one of my favorite parts of this episode but i'd say my my overall favorite part was the the reveal 
um, itself. That was so cool. I didn't expect it to happen right then and there. So literally the, oh shit, it's Moon Knight <laughs> was definitely me. But um, Ethan Hawke was probably my second favorite part because he was, he nailed it. Just creepy, but intriguing. Um, it, nailed it. It's the antithesis of his portrayal in The Good Lord Bird. Like if you've ever seen that, he is so over the top. And Ethan Hawke can be over the top, but he's so understated and so unhawk like I don't know, man. I get it's, like the, a, like, it's like a very serene. It's a weird. It's like it's over the top, but he's very serene too at the same time. But it's that creepy serene where he's just kind of standing there, like you know, making the it, it. He he nailed it. I loved him in this right off the bat. I'm like this is going to be a fun. Uh, matchup and fun pairing. Let's see how this uh, <laughs> see how this goes. So and creepy, serene is not something I've seen in a villain before, and I, I love the way you said that. That's that's like who walks on glass and is fine with it. I want to know more about this guy, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> Just like not, not the character, the man, <laughs> the man. Um, and then yeah, real quickly, my favorite part was the uh, F. Murray Abraham, the voice, the voice. Oh, yeah. Be- I mean. Because, yeah, well, because it's great because <laughs> Moon Knight is basically, for all intents and purposes, Marvel's Batman, like right. pretty much. And now you got to like also have this kind of like now, now Marvel's not only saying like, this is our Batman and this is also like our Venom. <laughs> like we're going to take that from you guys too, uh, from, from Sony. Like, you know, you have the, the conversations with the other personalities or, you know, um, uh, what's, what's F Murray Abraham's actual name in this. Oh, uh, con, con, K H O N S H U. Do not know how to say it. I think he's the actual, yeah, it's, he's the actual son of raw. It's, it's cool that they, yes. they actually, that's a good Marvel. I was like, oh, go Marvel for actually getting that part correct in terms yeah. of the, the gods, the Egyptian mm-hmm. gods. Yeah, everything Absolutely. I know about Norse mythology and everything I'm about to know about Egyptian mythology is going to come from Marvel. Yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Sorry, teachers. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, let's get it. He also let's... sounded like every, like, at first it was just like, like in a world. That's what he sounded like. He sounded like an in the, wor- in the world type narrator. Like he's like, yeah this is a commercial and you're just like, it, that's what makes it even. That's why you need to watch mythic quest. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't it's know. amazing. Um, okay. Thank now you. let's move on to the segment where we talk about what we didn't like. If there is anything that you guys want to talk about that you didn't like from the show. And this one is called the idiot is back. <laughs> Great name. That's the, maybe the best one you've ever come up with. Um, for sure. That feels loaded. <laughs> Yes. So let's talk about uh, what didn't work for you uh, here. So uh, I'll go quickly. Don't like seeing my Oscar Isaacs disheveled. Oh, I loved it. So that 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 didn't work for me. Um, I'm I'm kidding. No, it was great. It was great to see him like really get into the character. But no, uh, the thing that really didn't work for me, <laughs> as much as I wanted it to, was the music drop for the car chase. It was great. It just ran a little too long for me. Yeah. It was uh, the uh, wham. Wake me up before you go, go. Yeah, which was was in the trailer? Question mark. I think it was in the trailer. Don't maybe know. I'm maybe I'm losing my mind. Anyway, maybe I'm more Um, But yeah, no, I just I thought that ran a little long. Other than that, I mean, it was a pretty solid introduction. One of, one of the better first episodes of a Marvel series too, because it kind of like really hooked you in. Probably not since. Maybe WandaVision was I hooked in like this or Loki, maybe. Um, but yeah, um, Bill, what didn't you like about this episode? I thought the effects were a little plastic. I thought the 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 cars falling off the mountains felt very 2001. It was really bad. And the uh, the cupcake falling off felt very um, I was waiting for somebody to get hit with a banana uh, with a pie in the face and slip on a banana peel. But instead, they got hit, killed by logs that came out of nowhere. Um, and it, it, that just all felt very just like mm, you have a budget, guys. Like we, you could have done a little bit better there. What about uh, you, Tyler? Um, 
I, th- I think it's my, my, my complaint and like a compliment of the show are kind of rolled into one in that we didn't really get to, there's still after the credits started to roll a whole lot of what the hell is going on. And as someone who's like very, very uh, much like a story guy, um, I like everything to fall into these neat little boxes. I don't like ending an episode with more questions than answers. Um, and also like things like, uh, you know, it was a cool effect in that chase scene, seeing Steven would get into danger and then he'd black out and he would wake up with the problem having been solved and presumably a really visually awesome way that we didn't get to see. So there's just a lot of um, mystery happening. I worry that there's a good show or not that this is a bad show, a better show hiding behind what is going on on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm willing to give them a little more of that. But if, if, if the show keeps going with that, I will be very disappointed um, because I just, you know, let's put all of our interesting stuff on the screen, but it's very clear they're going for some kind of slow burn stylized kind of origin story. Um, and this is, you know, one sixth of that story. So I'm willing to be patient, but the big, big comic book child in me is jumping up and down being like, give me a fight scene. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the only sort of pit of the whole thing. I have a theory on your complaint, but it's too early because that's our next segment. Uh, I mean, and I mean, to hear what Amanda, uh, anything that you didn't like about the episode. It was, I had to be picky. Um, cause I actually really, really liked this. I felt like, Hey, Seth, I'm on. Please. Thank you. I've been telling him to, so he's like, cause now I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> of course. Sorry about that guys. No worries. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, I, I had to be, I had to be really picky. I had, I nitpicked the, the, was it the Anubis jackal? I thought it was a werewolf. I think special effects on that. I was like, eh, we could do a little better. <laughs> we could do a little better. I'm like, this is what we're running from. Huh? Like it just kind of felt a little gimmicky to me. And um, I think I would have preferred Moon Knight to fight actual people versus know a animated a poorly animated jackal werewolf we don't know how to identify it um so i was kind of picky about that um i do have reservations with this being six episodes that i'm wondering how they're going to handle the backstory part of it or if we're just gonna figure it out as 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 we go forward you know or how are we going to get the other personas of mark specter and moon knight introduced are there going to be flashbacks explaining how you know, like Mark becomes Moon Knight, you know, I guess how that's going to be handled. So, um, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm really intrigued, uh, but I'm just hoping that we don't get lost in a bunch of flashbacks too, because there's a lot of ground to cover in six episodes because Moon Knight has such a rich history in the comics. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see in what direction this goes in six episodes. Um, but other than that, I mean, I loved it. I was hooked I don't think I've been hooked to you since Wanda. Wanda's probably been my favorite of the, the show so far. And this episode had me hooked. I think I've watched it probably four times already. So <laughs> it's really good. Um, you don't want that. Like Wanda's one thing we talked to, I think when we first started doing the Marvel shows was there was always the exposition Jones. It was always just like, hello, I'm here to now tell you everything you need to know. And it's just like, yeah. Christ almighty, just make it more subtle than that. You know, it was like Kat Dennings walks in just like, guys, Here's the plot. And you're like, oh, I know. But it's just, so I'm hoping we don't like when we meet Layla. I'm hope that's what I'm hoping. Like, it's not just like, well, Mark, here's your history. And mm-hmm. it's just like, Ugh, you know, that's the one thing I hope we don't get, especially like you said, Amanda, like a short shelf, you know, of how many episodes we're going to get. We don't know if there's a season two either. So, yeah. Le- Layla giving a PowerPoint presentation will cover a lot of ground, but that's not how you tell a good story. That would now be a if, great now joke. If, now, if you read if you read the Jeff Lemire run, you will see <laughs> she's just she's just going through the most recent Moon Knight comics. Um, all right, let's move on to our conspiracies also, page. Oh, if go. I may add, if I may add a bad point though to the show, sure. No, everyone out there listening, do not get your steak well done at a restaurant. You can burn a steak at home. <laughs> Well, that's, well, that's he's all. he didn't eat meat, so he didn't know how to make vegan. a steak. He was vegan. Um, I missed that part. Well, let's let's move on to our conspiracies uh, section of the site, and and Tyler could get into more meat theories. 
here as well. Um, this this section is called Stephen, trust me. So named after uh, what Mark said to Stephen um, at the end of the episode. So conspiracies, tinfoil hat section of of the of the episode. You know, it's very early, so it's kind of hard to you know. We could just say like, I think everything's going to happen, and you know, it could. We don't know. There's so much we don't know. And a lot of us already said, like, we have more questions than answers after this first episode. I will, though, comment on Tyler's um, idiot is back um, complaint of not getting to see the fights and not, you know, things like that. So my theory is if it's not the next episode, it's like episode three, we're going to get Mark Spector's um point of view from everything that happened because there's there's two days that he missed so he's marked for those two days which is giving me like a lot of fight club vibes too by the way so we'll get um you know those brief moments those fight scenes hopefully in some capacity and then those missing two days because remember he and and also before that because he lands in this other country uh with the um scarlet scarab it looks like an amulet but it's a the scarab like again what happened we have no idea so we're gonna see i think we'll see it from his perspective so that's my only tinfoil hat theory because I, I legitimately don't know what's gonna happen in this series and i'm really excited about that that's Bill. brilliant though because there are you're right there's so many little touches like how he wakes up with his jaw broken like, yeah we didn't see it that can't just be for its own sake you, i think that's really yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant all right thank you uh bill mm. uh I'm just trying. I, we're definitely. Gonna, I think we're definitely going to get an Ethan Hawke origin, um, if not full episode, at least half episode. And um, I believe he's. I, I don't know the Arthur Harrow character in the comics because the only thing I know about Moon Knight, honestly, is the Marvel card I had in 1990. I and swear I like, to God, that is what you've been saying at yeah, right. every yeah. turn. Yeah. Anytime we bring up something Marvel related, you're like, I don't know anything about it, but I had the Fleer fucking Skybox card or or the Masterworks or whatever they were called, Masterpiece. I had it from 94. That's what I remember. It was 90. 90, Sorry. Listen, man, I got to have some friends. Those cards are worth money now, by the way. Yeah. My mom's house. But I've been uh, telling you for a long time. Go through those cards. Go through those comics. Drop them off. I'll give you a price. Uh, Yeah, seriously. But they, um, so... I've always been intrigued by Moon Knight, but I, I feel like Arthur Harrow is more is more than meets the eye. You know what I mean? And I feel like somehow this is going to multiverse somehow. Somehow we're going to tie in. There's a reason Moon Knight's here and why they decide to do this now. And we're having, apparently, the, you know, if you read the Disney Plus, like, plot description when you go in to watch, it says he has dissociative disorder. But I'm just like, part of, and but you also see him reading in the book, it says, The Rift Between God and Man. That's, like, one of the books he's trying to read to stay awake. And I feel like this somehow is going to tie into some multiverse stuff, because, so, plug it in. Uh, so it's, I, so it's going to tie into multiverse stuff here because he is, there is multiverse stuff happening with him essentially. And by the way, I just want to say that the F Murray Abraham character, when we see him in the hallway in the, with the elevator in the dark hallway, that is my nightmare. (laughs) When you open a hallway (laughs) and there is a large Egyptian God with a scythe ready to murder you. That's what I don't want but i do think we get the tie in here somehow with a even if it's not explicit it is there's a multiverse thing that's going to happen here man you know i i was thinking not necessarily multiverse but i'm wondering if we're going to get some kind of introduction of maybe something like secret avengers or um you know even like a hawkeye cameo or um, because in the comics, you know, they, I want to say they both were part of the Secret Avengers. And, or could we see, you know, uh, could, could we see a tie to something that, that Disney has already done to start bringing the shows together? Not necessarily completely multiverse, but even just some of the past shows that they've done together. Um, to me, Hawkeye kind of seems to make a little more sense because I want to say I think the time frame of this show is like maybe a year after 
Hawkeye, right? I think. Um, or they're very close in time frame. So I'm, I'm interested to see if, if again we we get something from the more of the comic lore. Um, you know, could so could we see Hawkeye? Could we see somebody like another Secret Avenger like Sharon Carter? Um, you know, could we, you know, could could we see something along that seems, that to me seems like it's gonna make the most sense if they're gonna have a cameo of some sort because you already have some characters you already know. Um and some that it's like it's a it's a it's a different direction they could go in. So I'm wondering if we're gonna get something like that. I want to know who his mom is. Who is he talking to on the phone? Um, because he has this personality, you know. I mean, he's Stephen Grant, and it's well, if you're Mark Spector, well, who are you talking to on the phone? Does mom ever mm. call him back? Good who question. is mom? Oh, it's like uh, um, it's like uh, what's this? It's like Twin Peaks. Yes, so, yes. He's talking to the the recorder. So I, I'm like, I want to know who mom is and where did he get this postcard too? Cause I'm like, is mom a real person and who's sending him postcards if she's not a real person? Um, so that, that's something else too. I feel like the mo- whoever the mom is, is some, there's something about that tidbit there. Um, and just randomness. Did everybody get their free digital download of the first Mar- uh, Moon, Moon Knight comic? I think it was oh, yeah. it. Uh, I did get an email. Night. That that's that's a thing. It is oh, apparently there's a QR code. There's a QR code in. I want to say like in the museum somewhere that somebody scanned it and they got a free digital copy. So people are scanning it. And they should have been doing copy. that the whole time. I know. <laughs> so go get your copy. That's, <laughs> that's such awesome. a good idea. Fuck. <laughs> they should have been doing that the whole time, like legitimately. Yeah, I was surprised right. they didn't do a Marvel Legends, like a little snippet show where they kind of catch you up, but there's also no source material really to catch you up with. Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. So, no, but like that's such a good idea because like Marvel doesn't do that with like even the movies. Like, you know, even DC yeah. when they did the Batman, the IMAX screening, they gave out a the first issue, a, yeah. a reprint of the first issue of the long Halloween, which was one of the inspirations for the Batman. And that gets kids who probably shouldn't be watching Batman, but gets kids to go read comics and go support a local comic shop. So like they should be doing that. And, uh, you know, obviously people are doing a lot of things digitally now. So, you know, using Comixology or the Marvel app or things like that, like they should be promoting, cross promoting the hell out of that. Why not? So that made me think too, with, with that whole, like them just doing that, could they start planting in either this show or a future show little things like that if you scan maybe they'll give you a preview to the next show or it'll tie like cool. somehow i feel like we're, we're we're like on the verge of that happening mm-hmm. in a way yeah um maybe that could tie into the multiverse if you scan something you get a tidbit about some other part of the multiverse that we haven't explored yet or that we're going to explore um so i i feel like we're gonna we're gonna start getting tidbits here and there that could start connecting all the shows together in ways that we don't expect Uh, i had a theory about your postcards because this goes back to old like spy movies it's like the postcards are his next mission it's like here's where you got to go it's just like here's the lovely here's the oh i got a postcard from the alps this is where you're supposed to go it's like old spy movie stuff and i'm just like he's a mercenary so that kind of makes sense like this kind of like non-traceable very unassuming way of being like oh you know here's the thing you know um but I, that's a good I'm, idea I'm well, also- i actually noticed there was um i think i read this in one of the like easter egg articles that inevitably come out every time a marvel show drops but there was a bit of a lingering shot in the museum when he's running away there was a lingering shot on a stand filled with postcards and you know i haven't been able to confirm this but someone was thinking that he like he sent that postcard to himself, which when you're speaking with someone who has uh, disassociative identity disorder, that's that can mean a lot of things. Um, but if I can launch into sort of my theory, what I think we're dealing with here, uh, I'm curious to know who the mother is as well, because we don't we hear him touch base with the mother a couple times in the show um, via voicemail, which 
uh oh, you know. Um, <laughs> so, and like, so if he's if he's sending himself the uh, postcard, uh, I and that leads me to sort of my larger, which is the show deals a lot with the loss of time. The show deals a lot with like you know, he goes to bed and he wakes up however much time later. His job is very isolating. He's always late. Um, And then like other larger things, like when he finds the hidden compartment, there's a Motorola razor inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you were saying like, I think this takes place a year after Hawkeye. I'm wondering like, does it, when does this take place? It's clearly in the age of smartphones because Steven has a smartphone, but I'm wondering if Mark perhaps is older. I'm wondering if uh, because of whatever Egyptian powers are going on, if Steven is a man within time and Mark is a man out of time and Steven just doesn't realize it. Um, all wow. the Moon Knight comic fans are like, you yeah. idiot, you should have read more, but I I don't know. Um, that's, that's my big tinfoil hat theory is that we're going to be dealing it. with time, uh, which Bill, to your point, time is a hop, skip and a jump from the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also wanted to t- just say, I'm really excited about, um, Amanda, your idea that we're going to, I think the show is going to be very removed from the MCU. And then, like, at the end, we're going to get some big connective cameo. And I think who they decide to make that cameo with is going to be a big deal. If it's um, Kate Bishop, that's going to mean a lot. That's going to mean yeah. they're, they're betting a lot on Kate Bishop. If it's going to be Miss uh, Miss right. Marvel, like, that's going to mean a lot. It's whoever I, it's going to be, they're, they're, they're going to be I the have, I have I have my theory, too. I have my theory now, too. <laughs> you, you go first. You probably have the same one. Okay. Oh, no wasn't the same one that's good though that's a good i mean it makes sense uh uh blade oh fuck oh my gosh oh my god if that (laughs) happens well because spoiler alerts bill um his um he shows up uh just his voice Voice. in in eternals if you yeah are you are you right that's right so i think he's like somewhat assembling like (laughs) you know his own no, there is a Dark Avengers, but I don't know if that's going to be necessarily what it would be. It's more like the Secret Avengers, uh, potentially. Anyway, real quick. I also so, want to know how we got the accent. Uh, that's the thing. Because nah. No, no, I do. Because one, Oscar Isaac, not British at all. No. Not even Nails it. Yeah. Nails it. He Nailed it. Quirky little, oh, in it, you know, type stuff like that. Like the twitchy, wry humor. I'm just like, Jesus, this guy is good. Um, wait, real quick. So you want to know how stupid I am? Yeah, I Byron. just thought of this when you guys were talking that he didn't forget that he had a date. Mark, Mark and her talked, not Steven yeah. and her. I'm so stupid. Oh, and it yeah. took me that that oh. long to figure out. <laughs> you know what? That lady is mean. If I got stood oh, up on mean. a date and then two days later the person is like, hey, I'm at the restaurant, I'd be like, okay, wait there. I'm going to come with a doctor. <laughs> doctor. well i would have been like what happened like i would have been like how did you not well and then i would have been like we said friday like it it's sunday you stood me up but my whole thing is he's already kind of odd to begin with like just in general so i'm like why would you date the odd guy at work and if you know he's odd and like he's ex- clearly eccentric and he keeps to himself and he's kind of sh- a little jittery, wouldn't you? I wouldn't. I don't know if it would surprise me if this happened. Those are I all turn ons, all turn ons well, for me. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's a walking red flag. Wife, she's like, I just realized I'm this. I just realized this. If Mark is the one who set up the date and not Stephen, why wasn't she like, "Hey, why are you hitting on me with an American accent? I'm into yes. it, but what's going on?" Also, yes. she's worked with this guy before. Like, yes. like she he drops the accent and it's like, hey, I'm suave Eddie. And then Elvis and asks her out. And then he's like, she talks to him again. He's like, well, yo, well, governor, I don't know what's going on. And it's just like he's yes. like, he's like tiny Tim all of a sudden. You're like, what is like I get he's uh, handsome. I get that. So handsome. He's a handsome so he really much. Is. So but handsome. There's limits, guys. No. See, I would show I would show back up to the restaurant because it's Oscar Isaac. It's Oscar looking Isaac, like yeah, Oscar Isaac. Sure. I would be like, sure, you know, he's a little yeah. weird. He's, he's Poe Dameron. Flags, Come on, yeah. Well, I watched Dune, 
finally the other oh, day too. Yeah, and he's beard. so good in this. Dad, and Daddy Atreides. Like, yeah. And I'm here <laughs> like, yeah, he can stand me up. It's fine. You can, yeah. I'll come two days later. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Pat came to my, uh, Al was at this, a total sidetrack at my daughter's <laughs> birthday party. We did a Halloween, like outdoor birthday party. Yeah. And oh. my buddy showed up as, as, a, as, uh, uh, what's his, what's his, uh, da- not daddy Atreides, but whatever. It's daddy Atreides. <laughs> it's daddy, daddy Atreides. Atreides. He shows up and we're, all, Atreides. we're all just looking at him. We're like, who are you supposed to be? He's like, well, I'm Oscar Isaac. Then he just looked down and he had a little bit of the gray in the beard and everyone's like, You've never looked like Oscar Isaac before, but now your twin <laughs> is happening. But yeah, so that's that Daddy Atreides stories. Hey, Pat Brady, listen to the podcast. All right. We're going to go into our final segment, and this is where we rate the episode. Um, and the actual uh, section is called The Scales Will Judge. Because I like the tattoo. This is yes. my best work, guys. But we, yeah, this, but we is, didn't... this has been your best. Absolutely. Now yeah. we just need somebody to get the tattoo and make it move. Uh, I'm gonna and judge everyone. Your Tyler to do that. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say Tyler too. Anyway, I'm good all with right. That. So, no, I'd love for my gonna... first tattoo to be a, ma- a magical moving one that dictates death. That sounds great. Low stakes. I mean, I feel like or salvation. I mean, yeah. Look at a positive. We are gonna rate the episode from one to ten scarabs. Oh, that's a good one. That's good. Thank you. I like it. Uh, I'm sure it will change over time. It but every episode, I'm sure. Give us your rating. Brief. If we haven't covered anything, if you want to cover anything else, let us know. But we will start with Bill. Bill, what's your rating on the episode? I'm going to give it eight. Eight scarabs. I really like this one. I wrote the review on mm-hmm. thepopbreak.com. And my whole thing about this episode is, like, it's such a wild episode, but Oscar Isaac is so great. He makes you forget every daddy role he's ever had and every badass role he's ever had and you just buy into him being this very raw nerve of a person because he hasn't slept and you're just like i said you're just as scared as him and if it's in lesser hands of an actor and it's in lesser hands of the uh, director muhammad Deeb is going to actually be he's like kind of the overarching director he's going to be running the team they said like in lesser hands because the the visual jump cuts i just it just blow my mind these jump cuts they have they're just so wonderfully done but also just going back to oscar isaac his physical comedy and his scene with ethan hawk should not work in lesser hands that is an absolute garbage scene but he just is so perfect in it and that's why this episode works so much he is really driving this episode unlike i think any other marvel series like the where the main actor is just driving it we're always caught up in the world even with wandavision how wild that was it was the show it was like they're in a sitcom and then it becomes wanda drives and and that but i think he's really this is such a character centric episode and i'm really excited they did that with marvel so that's why i'm giving that nate yes excellent amanda I'm going to give it eight scarabs as well. I really, really enjoyed this. Like I have not been hooked. Again, I enjoyed Loki as well. I enjoyed Hawkeye. Um, and again, Wanda's been my bar for this whole, this whole kind of Marvel ride so far in TV shows. And I loved this. I was hooked immediately. Oscar Isaac just nails this, nails it just to go off what Bill said a little bit. Just, I mean, he is incredible in this whole, I'm like, this is the first episode how much better is he going to get the rest of the six episodes? So I, I loved him in this, but I also get that it's the people around him too. You know, you got to get Ethan Hawke came out just swinging out of the gate. Um, so both of them and, and for Oscar Isaac to give such a performance that he doesn't get overshadowed by Ethan Hawke is that's a, that says a lot. Um, so the acting was, was definitely there. Um, I, I really enjoyed just being left with questions too. It, it, it hooked me right away. It wasn't a slow burn, you know, maybe I'll keep watching, maybe not. I'm like, who's the mom? What happened to Gus? I'm here like, how does he have two fins? Is that Gus? <laughs> the fish. Here I am concerned about the fish. Um, you know, like, look at the little Finding Nemo references. Um, but just, just the, you know, the jump scenes were great. Um, and just really, I feel like I'm finally, it's been a while, but I really feel like I'm invested in a main character that I, I haven't been really since Wanda. Um, and you're feeling what he's feeling and that kind of thing. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I was really high on this. I really enjoyed it. It's probably been my favorite other than again, Wanda it's right up there. 
my favorite Marvel show premiere so far. Excellent. Uh, Tyler, what is your rating? Um, I too am going to give it an eight. Um, I think this show was always facing an uphill battle. Uh, WandaVision, Loki, all of those. This is the first time we don't have a pre-established character going into one of these Marvel DC or uh, yeah, Marvel Disney shows. Um, now, if you were following the Netflix shows, which everyone should have, the Defenders universe, you've gone down this road with me before. But uh, for the first time on these Disney Plus shows, we don't get the luxury of looking for character development in episode one. We have to do establishing characters. And for that, you know, we've got this rich world. We've established his uh, disassociative identity disorder. We've established this weird cult that Ethan Hawke is a part of. Um, we've established, you know, who he is, this underlying mystery of him being a mercenary. There's just so much here that could stand on its own, removed from the larger Marvel universe that I would be 100% here for. Um, the only reason it doesn't get a nine or a 10 is sort of the gripes I mentioned in the, um, was the idiot has arrived or something like that. The idiot is here. Whatever. It is back. The idiot is back segment, which is this episode on its own wasn't its own story, which is fine. It's one part of a larger story, but there's a lot. The, the, the main thing you end the episode with is questions and a feeling of what, what the hell is going on? I don't like that feeling, but uh, especially after what Al said about the idea that we're probably going to get the rest of this story, then I'm really on board for it because if you have to establish new characters for an audience that's used to their characters, that's how you do it. Show me every side of the coin. I'm excited for it. So eight, at, eight out of 10. But if you ask me at the end of the full series, depending on which way they go with it, I reserve the right to up that to nine or 10. Yeah, you know I th- what, Tyler? I before what I, was, I, I just thought about something super, super. It was like, wow, wow, it's on top of my head. Top of my head. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. I wonder if this was done on purpose in terms of how people were left feeling after the episode, like confused, like what the hell? Because that's Steven the entire time. Like, mm-hmm. what yeah. the hell is going on? Like so that. I'm like, I'm wondering if it was done that way on purpose so you could feel mm-hmm. the way he feels. And then you're just like, I, I just I just thought about that. I'm like, I wonder if That's that nice. was. Just, yeah, I no, so. I like that. Yeah, I totally agree. worth it. Uh, I will say that uh, I'm not going to uh, shock anyone and say that uh, it's going to be an eight. All I right. think this is our first unified eight, uh, first unified uh, grade that we've ever given anything. Uh, yeah, I don't have much more to say. I think you guys covered everything. I'm just so happy that we have both Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke in a Marvel. TV streaming series like it's crazy the amount of talent that they're getting for these shows and movies um since 2008 um it's just insane and makes me very very happy so that's going to actually wrap it up for this episode of moonlighting efficient but I'm very efficient I know I have a very busy week but um love talking to both of you um and I would be remiss if we didn't do some quick plugs before we end the episode. So uh, Amanda, where can people find you on social media? I am primarily active on Instagram at Amanda Lorian. Um, also would love to encourage everybody to follow at Mission Pro Wrestling on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube. We have a big show coming up as part of GCW's The Collective this Saturday, starting at three o'clock. You can check out our awesome roster in action. We do have a meet and greet tomorrow night at the Deep Ellen Brewery if you're in Dallas. Come hang out with the new AEW Women's Champion and our awesome roster. And then we also have a show on April 16th here for me, here in San Antonio. So I'm excited about that. Normally our shows are in Conroe, but we are doing a show with our partner, the Hybrid School of Wrestling uh, for the Salvation Army, or uh, Boys and Girls Club, but yes, part of the Salvation Army um, on April 16th. So it's a benefit show here. Um, that show we have tickets on sale for. That show you can stream on Title Match, but our collective show you can stream on Fight Team. So check us out. Awesome. Tyler. Her plugs are so much cooler. That's awesome. I know. Um, <laughs> People are doing like the shit. the first part of the podcast. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so you can find me. I'm at Tyler McCarthy on Twitter. 
Um, and also just, I'll keep it short, um, any, USA Insider is uh, currently what I'm working on. Uh, all things wrestling, all things USA Network. Um, check it out. There's some really cool stuff there and some cool stuff coming. Excellent. And you can find me at Al Manorino on Instagram and Twitter. Concerts are back, people. Just covered Wolf Alice at the Stone Pony for thepopbreak.com. The photos and reviews should be up this week, if not next. And uh, I just covered uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, Jukebox the Ghost. I just got to see them at uh, in Jersey City at uh, White Eagle Hall, which I've never been to. And I really enjoyed. Very cool venue uh, with a bar right underneath, which I thought every every venue should have that. Um, and Don't yeah, there's... To, to check out the Tommy Siegel interview we did on the social distance. Podcast. Yeah, from the Jukebox the Ghost. It was uh, like our 25th episode or something, right? Something yep. like that. Um, and it was a great interview and he's the best and make sure you guys support jukebox the ghost who have a new album coming out hopefully later this year, but they have a few singles, including one that they just released with Andrew McMahon. So uh, yeah, check that out. And uh, Bill, take us home. Of course, check out the popbreak.com every single day. Of course, like we said, concerts are back. Wolf Alice, uh, we're shooting a uh, dirty honey and uh, uh, mammoth uh, W uh, Oh, it's Wolfgang Van Halen, essentially. I always forget his band's name. We'll be shooting them in Philly. Of course, we just shot the Tedeschi Trucks Band uh, on St. Patrick's Day, too. So we got a lot of cool stuff coming up in music, a lot of cool interviews in the works as well. Uh, but outside of music, television, movies, pro wrestling, anime, comic books, digital trends, all sorts of great stuff. Follow us on Twitter, at The Pop Break. Follow us on Instagram, at The Pop Break. And of course, uh, follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. I'm sorry, podcasting platforms. Uh, I am also the co-host of Bill vs. the MCU, a monthly uh, podcast where I actually have to watch the MCU. This month, myself and Alex Marcus, we talked about Iron Man 3, Captain America, and Winter Soldier, and unfortunately, Thor the Dark World. Um, that is on the Breakcast <laughs> Hub of uh, on Apple, Google, uh, Anchor, Spotify, all your favorite podcast platforms. I'm also the co-host of the TV Break podcast, which will be coming out next week. It's on the Pop Break TV hub. And uh, I am also just did WrestleMania predictions on the Bob Culture podcast. So just check that out. I sang a lot in that one. I also, I think, lost lost my mind a few times. But for everyone here, thank you for joining us for the first episode of Moon Nighting. Thank you for joining us for 101 episodes. We have officially hit the two-year mark of this podcast officially we started in march 2020 and we're still going so thank you for all for joining us and we will see you within the sands of time next week 